Welcome to episode two of the Rusty Fox Farm podcast. Rusty Fox Farm is a two-acre homestead in progress in rural southwest Ohio. If you're a returning listener, thanks for coming back, and if you're a new listener, welcome. I decided to order um, a new microphone. I was told that the um, audio sounded a little echoey, like I was in an empty room. So I did order a microphone off of Amazon, and it came yesterday, which is what I am using today. So please let me know if you have any feedback on the sound quality of this podcast. The segments in this podcast will focus on crafting, gardening, and cooking. Crafting this week, I've done a little bit of everything except working with paper. As far as knitting, I finished a pair of vanilla socks that I found in a project bag that was up on the shelf. I found out that all they needed was to be kitchenered on the toe, so I took care of that and then wove in the ends. The yarn is a Trekking XXL in a teal and green colorway. I don't know where that ball band is at the moment. I need to find it so I can get the exact colorway. And that's just a pair of vanilla socks with a traditional heel flap. And those will be for mom. We picked up that yarn, I believe, at a wool gathering in Yellow Springs a few years back. I also worked on a pair of Matthew socks. I finished one sock, which had needed about two inches knit on the foot, and then it needed the toe decreases done. So that is done, and the ends are woven in. That sock, as I mentioned last week, is out of Knit Picks Hawthorne, and it's also just a vanilla sock with a heel of partridge or an eye of partridge heel. Um, I'm ready to cast on the second sock, but as those are 72 stitches around, I do need a slight break in between starting the first and second sock. When I went to go see Beauty and the Beast two Saturdays ago, I started a sock out of Patton's Croy in the Meadow Stripes colorway. That is a combination of different shades of green and purple and Um, a beigey gray color and then a dark gray separates all of the colors. Again, that's a vanilla sock with an eye of partridge heel. About halfway through the movie, I dropped a stitch and I couldn't tell what I was doing to fix it because that movie was pretty dark all of the way through. So there weren't any like explosions where I could see enough to fix it. Uh, So it was a little fidgety during the second half of the movie, but again, I was also paying attention to the movie, so that was a good thing. Um, I did fix that after the movie, and then throughout the week, I finished the leg, the heel, and I have about half of the foot done, so that's going quite well. I took a half day last Wednesday, and then I took a full day off on Thursday. So on Wednesday, I headed to Waynesville to pick up some fabric I needed. I would like to start selling um, project bags on Etsy based on the bag that I designed for my own use, and that's a sock size bag. All of my bags currently are very wintry, and it's turning to spring and summer, so I wanted something new. So I picked up fabric for that, um, and then, and then I that night I actually cut out a bunch of those bags. I made up kits for ten bags. A couple of those are for me, but the rest will be going into my inventory to sell. My intention is to get probably ten to twelve of those bags made, and then list them all on Etsy at the same time. Uh, That night after I got home shopping, I also was really motivated to clean the craft room, which has been a mess for quite a while. I got rid of over 75 things, and the room looks amazing now, and there's actually space to sew. Uh, Mom and my aunt and some friends have 
uh, Facebook group this year where we are decluttering our houses. So we've been keeping track of how many things we've gotten rid of over the year. So I will have those to add to my list. I also decided to make an apron from some fabric that mom had gotten me a while back. It's a Moda fabric from the Chestnut Street line. And then I used a pattern from the book Retro Aprons by Cindy Taylor Oates. I cut out two of those aprons, one for me and one for mom, so we'll have matching aprons. Sometimes we do things for Rusty Fox Farm, uh, whether we give talks or classes, and we like to dress similarly, so it'll be nice to have two aprons that match for that. Uh, I did modify the pattern. It was a full apron. I added about four inches to it because it was too short, even for me. Uh, but that's the only modification I made to it. This is the first garment type item that I've used bias strip one to go around the edges. I've done it on quilts, but never on a garment. And it turned out really well. I was very impressed with it. This past weekend, the weather was nice on Sunday, so I actually got out the wagon parts, which is a radio flyer town and country wagon, if you'd like to see what it looks like. And I took all the metal parts apart as much as I could, and I cleaned them. And then I spray painted them all black, including the wheels. Uh, they're the traditional like white metal parts of a radio flyer wagon, but that's not the look I wanted, and they were kind of scratched up and getting rusty anyway, so those are now black. And then the hubcaps, the replacements, I could only find them in white, so I will be painting those orange to match the slats that go around the top. And then dad and I put the bottom together, which was a two-person job because of how it goes together. It's all slotted, and then there are metal rods that hold everything together. So we got that together. It's ready to paint, and then hopefully this coming weekend, I'll be able to get that all put back together. In the garden, I haven't yet made it outside to get the lettuce planted. In the past week and a half, we've had some crazy weather. We've had freezing temperatures with sleet, we've had rain, and we've had some quite lovely days, but the ground has still been too wet to work. So as it dries out, hopefully, I do plan to get out there and get some compost worked in before planting those seeds, but I'm very much looking forward to having some fresh lettuce. On the seed table, all of the seeds have sprouted except some bell peppers and eggplants that I planted just to get rid of some seeds that I'd had for years. I'll probably toss the rest of those out though as nothing sprouted from 10 cells for each of those. The Victory Seed Tomatoes, which I hadn't grown before, had an 86.25% germination rate, which was fantastic. I didn't have a single cell where nothing came up, so I was really happy with that. The plants are all looking really nice and bushy. I've had to raise the lights a couple times now, but the plants aren't getting leggy, they're bushing out but still growing in height, so that's good, and that's the point of the seed table, and it's doing its job. I'm on vacation in a couple weeks for an entire week, and Mom and I are talking about driving up to northern Ohio to Berlin Seeds in Millersburg, Ohio. Apparently, they have really good reviews, and that's where we have gotten our asparagus the past few years. We buy them in bundles, just the dormant roots. So I think we're going to take a trip up there just to get out of the house for a few days and see this place where we buy things from. In the kitchen, I tried the pandemic recipe again from the Bread Kitchen by Titley Nihon on YouTube. I tried it in a bigger bread pan this time, which I thought would enable it to rise a little more, but that did not happen. It was still a pretty dense bread. Uh, what I'm wondering is if it needs more yeast. Her recipe only calls for one teaspoon, which isn't even a traditional packet of yeast. 
So I think before scrapping that recipe and moving on to something else, I'm going to try and make it one more time with more yeast, at least what's in a traditional packet. And then if that doesn't work, I'll try another recipe, but I really do like the flavor of this one. I'm still working my way through the Michael Pollan book, and at the point I've gotten to, it says that you need to eat more leaves. And while that's common sense, in a traditional grocery store, there's not a whole lot of variety as far as leaves go. Uh, You have your lettuces and your cabbage, and then to some extent you have greens, like colored greens or turnip greens, things like that. But the other night, I picked up some colored greens. I'd never actually had them before. So what I did was in a cast iron enameled pot that we use, I melted some bacon grease and then put in some chopped onions and sauteed those until they were tender. And then I added the chopped up colored greens and just wilted those slightly in the hot oil. And then I added enough water to cover them and then simmered them for 45 minutes. They were a hit. We had no leftovers here. I actually enjoyed them, which I did not expect to, because I think of like spinach out of a can, and I do not enjoy that at all. But this was really good and fresh tasting, and I also tried it with watered-down vinegar, which is a more traditional way to eat it, and even that was really good. So I will be making this recipe again, as well as um, a few others that I found online that I'd like to try. One involved colored greens and tomatoes and black-eyed peas, and then you served it over rice or grits. It sounds very southern, but it also looked really good, so I'll be trying that. Last week when I went to Waynesville, I found that there is a coffee roaster there. So I stopped in and I had them make me a cup of coffee and I picked up two of their varieties. So I will be reviewing those as well as a coffee that Matthew sent me out of San Jose from Chromatic Coffee. So if you keep an eye out over the next couple months, I'll be posting reviews of those coffees. This weekend at church for Easter Sunday, mom and dad and I will be cooking the sunrise service breakfast. This is something our church has traditionally done as long as I remember. The person who normally does this is taking a break for health reasons, so we were asked to do it. We will be following our normal menu of biscuits and sausage gravy and scrambled eggs and then um, sauteed apple slices. The only difference that we've decided to do is instead of buying eggs at the grocery store, we are going to use our farm eggs. We were told that we need to do 15 dozen eggs, so over the last week or so we've been saving up our eggs. Currently we have, I think, about nine dozen, and we should very easily have the rest we need by Sunday. That's all I have for this episode, but I hope you'll join me next week for more news from the farm. Soon I hope to have more content on our chickens, both our laying hens and the 35 chicks coming in May, as well as other projects at the farm as the weather improves. If you would like to learn more, you can find links to everything I've talked about at RustyFoxFarm.com. You can also find me on Facebook and Instagram as RustyFoxFarm, or you can email me at emily at rustyfoxfarm.com. The theme music is Groundwork by Kevin McLeod at incompetech.com. 